What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Movie Reel presented by the Loud Thumbs Podcast. Just a podcast we'd like to bring to you with uh, just movies involved. We'll bring some recommendations here and there, and we pick one movie. Unless you're listening to this episode, we're going to talk about multiple movies this time, so we're going to make this one even bigger. No recommendations this time, guys. We, uh, we're going to be talking too much about Ghostbusters, so we're going to bring them all into the fold today. And to do that with me today is Sam joining me again. I appreciate you coming back. Whoop, whoop. Glad to be back. <laughs> you know, I always love talking about movies. So here I am. Yes, yes that is amazing. We love it as well. Uh, you've been on a couple of now. I think you're, this is your third episode of the movie reel. So that's been really fun. Yeah. Yep. You're excellently reoccurring. We appreciate that. I'm a um, cast regular these days. Yeah. So go back and visit uh, some of our talks on those. We did a Cry Macho episode and we also did the fifth element. So check those out if you guys are listening in for the first time and want to see some other movies and listen to what we have to say about those as well. They're always a good time. So we don't have a whole lot of time. We're going to try and mash this out in an hour like we try to do. And we're going to be discussing all of the Ghostbusters movies. Um, we're going to do one, two, uh, afterlife, and we're going to talk first about the 2016 Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> and we're, we're going to get into the thick of it first off. I think we might start off a little heavy with you guys. So we'll see how this goes. But, uh, I know Sam has seen this movie. I have uh-huh. not. I yeah. have a very valid reason that I don't want to see this movie for me. It's valid. It, it may not be valid for everybody, everybody else. Right. Yeah, But since you've seen it, I'm going to let you take over and let you start off on your thoughts of the movie. And uh, I don't think you're going to sell me on it, but we're, we're going to see where it goes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <sighs> so many people had problems with this movie before it even came out. Like <laughs> it, it, no one had seen anything about it and they were already up in the air about it. So, yeah, I just... I liked it to be honest it's uh I didn't mind it you sorry probably excuse my father-in-law coughing in the background there oh that's okay Um, but yeah uh so four female ghostbusters (laughs) I Mm -hmm. I think like that was the where the majority of the people's uh complaints came from uh they didn't understand the reboot they didn't know why it needed to be all female uh they had problems because it didn't sort of include some of the stuff from older films so it wasn't really a proper reboot Uh but if you just take it as a standalone film is it brilliant no is it amazing no is it the best comedy i've ever seen in my entire life absolutely not but did i enjoy watching it yes so it's kind of one of those things where if you can take your own time and ignore what other people have said before you and take the time to watch it I think that it would be enjoyable as long as you don't consider it a Ghostbusters movie okay I see that so take the title away and just call it something else and yeah you you could trick your brain into just enjoying it if you're a Ghostbusters fan such as myself yeah gotcha like a I don't know if they'd called it like spooky ghost women or something I don't know but (laughs) Like, yeah, it's, uh, they've taken the premise of a Ghostbusters movie and just basically like not done a a lot of good with it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, well, I can, yeah, I see what you're saying. 
Um, so to interject, and I'll, I'll just throw my opinion on why I didn't watch it. <clears throat> because it didn't need made. It's that simple. <laughs> it is that simple. All, all of my friends that are Ghostbusters fans, uh, you know, gave me a hard time when this movie came out. I was like, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. None of them saw it either, just so you guys know. <laughs> um, I think one of them did see it. Um, and his, his description was it was hot garbage. So it was like, okay, you can't make a Ghostbusters fan like this movie. For that reason, me being the Ghostbusters fan, I'm definitely not talking about all of the Ghostbusters fans. But <laughs> for me personally, you're not going to make me watch it or get me to watch it because it didn't need to exist. Uh, they should have just got rid of it. And they could have brought these, it had nothing to do with women or sexism or anything like that. That drove me insane that that was the biggest reason everybody got upset about this. It was not a factor for me at all. I was no problems with the cast and everything and what they were trying to do, but it, it didn't need to happen. Now, if they would have taken two different universes and mashed them together, like similar to what Marvel has done, and just interjected a little bit of more sci-fi and a little bit more comic-y feel to it to make it feel like, oh, we have two separate universes that mash together. And at some point in that movie, all eight of them meet each other and they all end up having to be like a major battle at the end. That would have kicked ass. I would have been totally yeah. okay with that. But the movie itself, like you already stated, didn't do anything great like the originals did. And it just didn't need to exist in my brain. I, I, nothing about it drew me in to want to watch it. It was like, they kind of took everything from the movies that they thought people was going to like and tried to just push on that and you know adding the crazier special effects and because ghostbusters was really well known for and we'll talk a little bit about that about its special effects and how it pulled them off uh in the 80s so they just kind of leaned into that a little bit more the story i couldn't even tell you from watching the trailer a few times at least what the story even involved it just didn't seem yeah. to click like i was like what the hell is happening here it's just they're just shooting proton packs randomly um so yeah just stuff like that i just stand behind that it didn't need to be made and they could have done a lot better with the the time and money that they put into that movie um and a little bit of facts about the movie too before we go too much further into it um it, not a blockbuster not a, not at all um mm -hmm. It, it had a budget of $144 million and it only box office 229. So it, it didn't even double the money. It, you know, that's not a hit. That's, <clears throat> that's a failure, honestly. Yeah. And apparently so. they put like 300 million in, like they put up to 300 million into marketing the movie as well, as well as production costs. So it didn't even make back the money right. they put into marketing it. I was hoping you'd mention that because yeah, the marketing yeah. was was more money than the actual movie. Uh, it was yeah. just it was insane. I mean, you couldn't go anywhere without this movie. Um, small fun fact is this movie was given away, I think, to just try to get it to to get it to grow some legs. You know, um, I have this movie on my Apple account and I didn't pay for it. It was <laughs> literally given out, and I have no clue how it ended up on my account. Um, I, I remember reading about it being, you know, some sort of a giveaway thing and it was just there. 
Um, and I can't get rid of it. It just, it's <laughs> always there staring me in the face and I have still never clicked play because I just, I, I just don't think it did gratitude to the franchise. And like you said, they put Ghostbusters on it. They have to, they have to use the Ghostbusters name properly. Um, and I think that's what they're going to do with afterlife. And we'll talk about that a little bit later as well, but, um, yeah, I'm never going to watch this movie guys. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just, it's not one I feel like it needs or does anything for the formula of Ghostbusters. And well, it certainly I, doesn't, sorry. It, no, you go ahead. It certainly doesn't add anything to the, the Ghostbusters universe. It essentially is just the first one remade with four people, four females and uh, in 2016. And they've still tried to keep kind of like some of the slapstick elements of the original Ghostbusters movie and some of like the more cruder kind of jokes that are still kind of like passing under the radar of like trying to be kid friendly, but kind of get the adults in there as well that the, mm. the original Ghostbusters was so good at. They've tried to do again with this one in the script and it just doesn't work in the in, in the same way. And, and it's a shame because... I actually really like some of the, the cast members like Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, mm. Kate McKinnon, Leslie Jones. Like I've seen them in other stuff and I, I really like them as actors and Kate McKinnon in particular, I find absolutely hilarious in pretty much everything that she does. Yeah. And she made me laugh in this one, but it was just kind of like, it didn't add anything. It, yeah. Like you said, it didn't need to be made because it didn't add anything to your universe. It just, it just, is yeah it just exists but didn't need yeah. to so so i mean for for everybody listening out there obviously i don't have a whole lot of input on it except for my opinion on why i'm not going to watch it but <laughs> like for you is there anything that stood out in the movie like that you you would like say hey you know what it's worth watching for this even if it is a ghostbusters movie if, if you had to say what would you say That's a hard one, huh? <laughs> does, does my silence answer your question? Um, uh-huh. No, not really. Mm. There's nothing really that stands out in it that would make me think like, oh, you have to watch it for, for this scene in particular. It's really funny. Like, no, it's 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 a yeah. it's a film for teenagers, like teenage boys or teenage girls that want empowerment. Like that's essentially what it is. I feel like they made it to try and try and bring more kids into a, the Ghostbusters world and try and introduce them to the original one and have all this controversy of, oh, we've rebooted this film. Now you have to go watch the original one to find out why this is such a, an issue or whatever. It's, yeah, yeah. it's, uh, it felt like a marketing ploy to me. It felt like the whole thing was just a marketing ploy. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, that does, that makes sense. So, and yeah. Yeah, you know, the teenage thing you mentioned there, that makes complete sense. Um, I didn't have teenagers at the time when this came out. Uh, my son was like five. So, well, he would have been seven, I guess. But uh, but still, it, uh, it yeah, that's a good point. I think that that's probably a good way to end it is, uh, you know, if you have, if you're teenagers out there and you're listening, um, you know, you could probably watch this one and enjoy it. My advice, I guess, listening to Sam talk and me not wanting to watch this movie is... I would say if you have not watched Ghostbusters, watch that one first because they're just going to get better after that. <laughs> Way better after that. And we're going to talk about that. 
And yeah. I'm going off of Sam on that one because clearly you can tell it's not one, it's not a home run. It just, it was just a movie that, you know, was out and tried to do something and failed. Yeah. 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 It just wasn't the best, but you know, for a rainy Sunday afternoon where you want to play like games on your phone and there you just go. like uh, pass some time, <laughs> yeah, like kind of half pay attention, you know, if you're not feeling too well, you can't, you don't have the capacity to process like a full film. Like, yep. yeah, yep, that kind Perfect. of film. Yeah. All right. On to some other ones. We're going to kick off for uh, the first movie now. So Ghostbusters 1984. Uh, real quick, I'll give you guys a synopsis on this one here and what uh, what's going on. So after the members of the team of scientists lose their cushy positions in the University of New York City, uh, they decide to become Ghostbusters to wage high-tech battle with the supernatural for money. They stumble upon a gateway to another dimension, uh, a doorway that will release evil upon the city. So this movie was made in 1984. It's an hour and 57 minutes long. and what did you think of the original Ghostbusters movie, Sam? See, it's always been a classic for me. It's, mm. it's always been one of those films that I loved watching as a kid. You know, it's, we've, I watched it several times with my friends. Like when someone talks about Ghostbusters, I get that classic nostalgia for it. Watching oh, yeah. it back now, <laughs> <laughs> it has problems. Oh, yeah. Uh, it has big problems. But it's still entertaining it's still up there as like one of my like if someone says they haven't seen ghostbusters i'm like right you've got to see ghostbusters like we've got to go watch this right now i still make people watch it but now i'm questioning why <laughs> why i recommend this film to people but yeah it uh it was entertaining at the like you said earlier the special effects were amazing for the time and they're still entertaining now like slimer is still like mm -hmm. the best thing in the entire world uh but yeah it's uh it's it's not aged well let's say yeah yeah i mean definitely it's it has age on it and i i don't want that to change i don't i don't want anybody to touch this movie or try to remaster it or pull a george lucas on it and go redigitize everything or anything like that i would just leave it as it is uh i still love the overall comedy of the movie because to me this movie is a comedy at heart yes. um they put it in an action genre which yeah there's action in it but it's not mm -hmm. an action movie it's it has action set pieces and stuff but even the action pieces are kind of trumped by the the comedic performances and, yeah. and the one-liners are just awesome uh i yeah I, I i love this movie i it hits the nostalgia button a million percent for me as well and uh it's it's a great one to sit down and watch with the kids and i think it's a really good entry level movie for kids for sure if if, if you're if you're a horror fan uh, as a parent and you want to get them into movies that are you know kind of scary this is definitely a solid one to just go hey you know what let's watch this one and if if this one scares you well maybe i have a kid that's not going to be great to to, yeah. to put into the horror life you know yeah but if they can get through this one and enjoy the fun and stuff and and still kind of little jump scare moments and stuff that would have happened i think that this is a good jump off movie for for anybody yeah. who, who wants to just enjoy something sort of scary with their kids and have fun with it i uh I, yeah i love i love the ghostbusters uh overall for sure but this one i i don't think you could ask for a better like jump off of no. the franchise i mean it just had the right 
cast, like everything kind of came together. It was just one of them special movie moments where you're, I've seen the documentaries and, and everything in the back that had to happen for it to, to exist. And, you know, Ghostbusters was trademarked someplace else and they couldn't have the name. And, you know, there was all these little things that had to happen. But um, so before we get into uh, too many other things about it, because we'll hit spoilers on each movie so we don't <laughs> spoil too much for you guys out there um we'll do box office and then we'll kind of give it our rate on what we think on it here so the budget for this one 30 million dollars which is actually pretty high back in 84 however uh they did okay it made 295 million dollars so um yeah to make 10 times its money back is really really good uh very well received it's a 97 percent received versus an 87 percent for the fans so the critics uh, overall loved this one more than the fans did and before we get into the big uh spoiler parts of it how would you rate this one i know you said it had big problems i'm sure we'll talk about those soon what would you say we got well, real good real fair and real bad right we're on the movie reel <laughs> yeah so for nostalgia reasons i have to say real good because this is still a classic. This is still a film that I go back to every year. This is still something that I, even though I know it has problems and I cringe at some of the things that get said in the film sometimes or the, the some of the jokes that happen. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, this is still a classic for me. Yeah, still real good for me. Yep, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go real good on my rating on this one as well for the same reasons. You know, it's a, uh, not one you're going to go watch at some spectacle but i i love the comedy and i i think it's got a, a great story for the you know the movie itself to be 30 plus 37 years old or whatever yeah. so um so yes real good so a double real good so what were the so what were the the problems in the movie that you had so i want to hear these so pretty much bill murray's entire character because <laughs> he is the sleaziest fucking dude like <laughs> in the end i guess that that you know that is the point of his character he is supposed to be this fucking sleazy asshole dude yeah. like that is the point of his character but just i don't think because when i watched it i was a kid or a teenager and i wasn't quite so aware of that. the way that adults should interact with each other i thought that that was the way that it was supposed to be kind of thing. <laughs> And now as an adult going back and watching it and, you know, being who I am today, it's kind of like, uh, <laughs> like, he just gives me the creeps, like, um, um, how spoilery can I be here? Are we being spoilery? Yeah, go spoiler. Yeah. We're on spoilers okay. now. So the scene at the start where he's doing, when we get introduced to his character, where he's doing like the psychological testing or whatever. Yeah. And he just electrocutes the dude no matter what he fucking says <laughs> yeah. but the girl who just is just a complete idiot is just showing up like cards and he's just like show me what how it is and she's has like a star like oh how did you know like <laughs> oh you should come by my apartment later for some yeah. extra experiments like yeah like it made me laugh but it also made me cringe because i was just like that's so inappropriate but that's like my <laughs> 2021 mind of like a teacher yeah. shouldn't be doing that so it's kind of hard right. like you kind of have to switch that like off of like it was the 80s it was a different time you know social conversations and social wokeness you know was still you know in the process of coming about so you know people weren't quite so as careful as they are today script writing and and you know they at that time it wouldn't have been thought of 
as out of order, I guess, in no, a movie yeah. at all. It would have just been like, oh, it's just a dude and that's what dudes do. And he's Bill Murray and that's what Bill Murray does. He's an asshole. He plays Bill Murray in every film that he's in. But, you know, he's Bill Murray with slightly different Bill Murray tendencies. So, yeah, he's a he's a he's a staple of British, the British uh, of a cinema and everything but yeah i think that's the my main issue with ghostbusters is the is the dated jokes that make me cringe now yeah right i get that and yeah his his character is definitely written that way um a hundred percent he is just the like never wrong full of himself character and you know he kind of gets pulled along which adds to the comedy from you know spangler and um um why, why am i spacing Ackroyd's name but uh um i can't believe i'm spacing that right now but anyway you know he gets strung along by these two dorky scientists you know and it ruins his setup for being able to just be a cush guy and make <laughs> the rules and do whatever he wants and he has no choice no more they've all been fired so they have <laughs> to they have to do something to make money yeah and uh you know they have all the money now because the Ackroyd's character, which I still can't believe I'm spacing. Uh, I'm going to have to Ray, look it up. Ray Stance. Stance. There we go. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he sells like his family home and shit to like, you know, support this whole venture. And he's the one with all the money and he's making all the decisions and he can't tell him to stop. And I, there's some really good comedy there. You know, he's buying yeah. shitty cars and the shitty fire department and like all these, you know, the one point where, uh, or uh, Egon tells him that, you know, this place should be condemned. And he's like, I love it. This thing has a pole. Have you tried this pole, guys? <laughs> you know, it's just that yeah. comedy hits to this day. I fucking, I get love it. I, I absolutely love it. <laughs> and there's there's just so many one-liners in this movie that I use I use occasionally just to break the tension in something. Um, I, I have used the quiet. You smell that? I've used that at work. <laughs> so many times to break a tense moment it's great you know people are wanting to argue about some shit or whatever and it's just literally i walk up quiet you smell something you know every time and it works it works every time guys so that's a tip for the listeners out there you want to break a tense moment bust out the the race dance and just go for it because that line is fantastic to this day yeah still makes me laugh every time i hear it every time (laughs) And then, you know, when they, when they run into their first ghost, I absolutely love that with the librarian, you know, and he's like, get her. And they just try to, you know, get her, Ray, get her. Yeah. You know, I'm like, man, this is just so good. The the comment, like I said earlier, the comedy in this movie is on point. It is a comedy and it has spooky moments to it. And yeah, we're in Halloween month and this is going to be our big into Halloween episode for the movie reel. But we're gonna we're doing three movies and they're all Ghostbusters and ghosts in the name, right? And yeah. they're they are kind of spooky. Um to get into like the the big bad on this with Goz Gozer, uh is, is just that's some of the special effects that I think are really well done because they have kind of stop motion mixed with like computer generated in this movie, right? Yeah. And I think the stop motion was done better in this than some other movies I've seen with stop motion. Uh, you know, when you go back to like King Kongs and things like that, it was yes. harder to tell that this was stop motion. And 
you know, it still doesn't age great. When you watch now, you can, you can really pick it out and go, oh, no, no, that's, you know, you can tell that's a clay <laughs> thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, what did you think as far as uh, the big bad in the movie and, and how that did for the story? I know it, it was kind of creepy, you know, like possessing yeah. people and stuff. It started getting creepy, you know, three quarters of the way in, right? Yeah. I mean, it was definitely <laughs> creepy. I mean, I wouldn't want to open up my fridge and be greeted with demon dogs and and someone guy going zool like right no like it, it is creepy and the dogs are scary the way they like run around mm. and like you said you know has it aged the best no but no. it's still enjoyable like there's nothing about it that takes me out of the scene you kind of just accept it like you're like oh yeah. okay like it takes you back for like the first split second that you see it like oh it takes your brain like that little minute to like okay that's what i'm seeing right but like once you've gotten past that you don't even notice anymore right and, you know so yeah it's creepy and it's real it's just it's the way that it gets brought into the story is really good and you kind of feel for you know dana in her apartment because like that's her fridge like and, <laughs> and if i put if I put my eggs down on my side coming back from the grocery store and they started like cooking and popping out of the egg carton, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to. I'm out. Go that, I'll go that <laughs> way now. I'm, yeah. I'm out of here. Like, no, yeah. it's, it's not fucking happening. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. And you know, the, the big bad guy in this film, you know, like the, the line, uh, no Dana, only Zool. Yeah. Like, I say that all the time. Whenever he <laughs> says something to me, and I'm like not paying attention or I'm like in the middle of doing something. So my, my brain is like half there. I'm like, no, Sam, only <laughs> Okay, I'll ask right. you again in a minute. Like, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it, it was interesting. And I think I kind of forgot about it when I was going back to watch it, even though I've seen this film like thousands of times, like I always think about Ghostbusters 2 for some reason whenever someone mm. mentions Ghostbusters. So I always kind of forget about the whole uh, like Rick Moranis, like being the yeah. creepy neighbor and coming out and being like, yeah. oh, I'm having a party, Dana. Yeah. You said you were going to come. You want to come in? Okay, well, I'm just going to grab a shower. Okay, hi, guys. <laughs> oh, let me in the room, guys. Oh, come on. Like, yeah. Yes, <laughs> like yes. Rick Moranis is just the best in this film. As well. He's like, brilliant. He yeah. is absolutely brilliant. Uh, yeah, Tully, uh, Lewis Tully is his character's name. And it's just like the, his his mannerisms. And he's always like, you know, if you're watching on YouTube, you know, right now, guys, it's just like he's just kind of always bouncing around. Hey, Dana, hey, what's going on? You know, like, you know, he's just he's just kind of high strung in a way and he doesn't shut up and he talks way too fast. And uh, it, it's perfect. Like he nails that character to it. And I love the scene when he's being chased by um, one of the demon dogs and he's just pounding on that window let me, let me let in me somebody in. help oh my god he turns around and it's just his back sliding down yeah. the glass you know it's like he, he knows he's about to get taken over and then you know he becomes possessed as well and yeah and then there's that double possession at the end and even when there's something spooky or scary happening there's still that comedy part that you yeah. fit in I, that is just really great writing and just to do that is just difficult because the, even the scene you were mentioning with uh you know don't know dana only zool like yeah. you know bill murray is just being a smart ass you know oh what a lovely singing voice you must have <laughs> you know like it's just yeah. that's just great like and you don't get it anymore guys like i haven't watched a movie that's been a comedy horror since just the silly ones with like scary movie and stuff like we talked about in the pre-show a little bit it's just like 
Really? I mean, give me more. We want more of this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the cabin in the woods did it pretty well. That's that was that one uh, did okay. That was like the the Joss Whedon horror comedy kind mm. of thing. So, you know, that one's up there for me as like more modern horror comedies. But yeah, like you said, there's you don't get films like this anymore. It's kind of it's all horror or it's all silly. Like you don't really yeah. get something that's a, a good mash of the two. Or not that I've seen. So if you have any, anyone has any recommendations out there, yeah. we want more of this film. So like, let us know if you've seen something that's comedy, horror, because that's that's our jam. Like something that breaks attention well and has a, a good script. Because yes. you know, yeah, this really does it. It does. It balances the comedy and horror aspects of what we're looking at perfectly. And you know, the levity always comes at the best moment as well. It's always really tense. And then there's a joke and it snaps the tension and it makes yeah. you laugh. But so it, it does that really well. So, yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, definitely email us at loudthumbs at gmail.com or even tweet at us at loudthumbs. Any movie recommendations, you guys, that uh, that are similar to this, we would absolutely love to watch uh, mm -hmm. very, very much. So, okay, guys, let's move on to Ghostbusters 2 and talk a little bit about that one there. Uh, I'll give the quick synopsis again on this one. So uh, the Ghostbusters have lost their status and credibility after five years, and uh, they are now just kind of struggling to keep afloat. They're working odd jobs here and there, and Dana Barrett and her baby Oscar have uh, a terrifying encounter this time with some more paranormal stuff, and uh, Peter Venkman and his fearless team of supernatural crime fighters come to save the day. So this one here, the big bad in the movie is Vigo the Carpathian, right? <laughs> what uh obviously i think i i didn't reiterate but you said this is the one you think of when you think of ghostbusters yes. ghostbusters 2 same for me ghostbusters is ghostbusters 2 every time all the time so yeah i don't know it, why i can't put a peg on it but anyway i'm glad i'm not the only one because when no. i started watching ghostbusters the first one again and it, it'd been a couple of years let's say you know since i'd watched it and it, and it started and i was like this is this isn't Ghostbusters. And then I like I typed it up and looked into it and I was like, oh, why did I think Ghostbusters 2 was the first one? So I'm glad I'm not the only one that this happens to. But yeah, whenever someone mentions Ghostbusters, I immediately go to the the bad guy from Ghostbusters 2, that creepy poster guy, the yeah. pink slime in the bath. Like, you know, that's what I think of when I think of Ghostbusters. So yep. I always thinking of the ghost with the peace sign, right? Like that's <laughs> that every single time I think of that. And I don't, I never, as a kid, I never even thought of that. That's a number two. That's just a peace sign. Like, you know, that's, yeah. that, that's what I thought of. And that was plastered everywhere. This, this movie was literally everywhere as a kid for me. Um, so super quick, we'll do the budget and get to talking about it here. So uh, $37 million budget. So it was a little bit more than the original. Um, and then they made good money on this one again. It was a $215 million it brought in. So it did really well for them. Not as received this one though, 53% uh, received from the critics and 61% received through the, uh, you know, the audience. So um, on to the movie itself though, with uh, no spoilers in this one, we'll start first. So obviously I think this one, we both keep front and forward in our minds. <laughs> And the bad guy, um, I think, was much better in this one. I think, like, the story overall was a lot better. Um, yes. Maybe the involvement of, you know, the baby and Dana, and you kind of cared a little more in this too, right? Yeah. Um, I, I just, I think the comedy stayed where it needed to stay as well. 
and it was just more supernatural, I think, than the first one. Yeah. And definitely creepier. I think uh, that really hangs with me. Vigo <laughs> the Carpathian guy is, uh, he's a creepy dude. Uh, so they stepped up the, I don't know if I want to say they stepped up the comedy. I think they kept the comedy on the same level. Yeah. Um, but they stepped up the horror game in this one, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this guy really creeps me the fuck out. Like, <laughs> I, I, I mean, every time I went into a, like a, an art uh, museum uh, yes. or something as like a, a kid after watching this movie, I was like always looking at the eyes, like, are they following me? <laughs> like, is someone going to come out? Like, because, you know, most like medieval style portraits that they would have in uh, art museums in the UK and, you know, further where I've been, they all look like this guy. Like they're all the menacing dudes with the serious faces and the swords and shit. So I was always convinced that, you know, ghosts were going to come out of paintings and come after me. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a super creepy dude. I can't, he has a really good backstory. They, they, they did a real good job of like, Oh yeah. Building him up and building this whole like history for him and where he'd been and what he'd done and how gross of a fucking human he was when he was alive and shit. Like, yeah, he's a, even just as a human, this guy would be terrifying to me. So oh yeah, as a ghost, he's extra terrifying. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like they did a really good job of still maintaining the comedy of the comedy aspects of the original one, but then this one's definitely brought more horror into it and uh, more situations where the the tension is uh, is much more like on the edge of your seat before yep. it gives you that comic relief. And I think anything that includes a baby or a, or a toddler instantly you're you know if they're in danger you're you're more on edge 100 yeah. percent. and i i know that really helped the tension uh for me watching the movie really really a lot more on edge watching the second one <laughs> yeah so, yeah I mean, the, that, and it starts off like that so yeah uh, it's right away you're like oh shit you know that's not good like oh no no and yeah you yeah just that, have to deal with it <laughs> that opening scene is a is definitely one that gets you on the edge of your seat because you don't know what's going to happen. And, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, it's uh, it does really well at building that tension up and uh, and making you feel like something terrible is going to happen. <laughs> yep, sure does. So uh, another one, I think uh, I'm going to rate this one as real good as well. Uh, it's just a real good movie. What, what about yep. you, Sam, before we get into spoilers? Absolutely. Real good for me, too. Uh, if I could high, rate a higher real good than the first one, I would, because this, um, this yeah. one beats it for me. Yeah. Yep. Same, same here. So in, into some spoilers there. So we, we did talk uh, just a smidge there on the, the, the intro, but you know, the, when the baby cart is just kind of moving on its own and she yeah. can't catch it, it's like, and it, the thing gets stopped in front of a bus, you know what I yeah. mean? Like you think, oh boy, we're, we're going dark real quick. What yeah. happened? <laughs> And, you know, obviously that doesn't happen. You know, she, the bus stops and, you know, the baby's okay. But yeah. um, then you go into the, you know, the, the Ghostbusters theme song and they're like, oh shit. Like yeah. this is a different, different movie. Right. But the very next thing they do, they break that tension with that comedy again, because now the yeah. guys are at uh, a birthday party and they're singing the Ghostbusters <laughs> theme song and they're being paid just to show up to five-year-old's birthday parties you know yeah <laughs> so 
uh, and then they get booed, right? Like, you know, yeah. they, they get booed at the end. They want like, uh, I don't remember who they asked for in that. I'm spacing right now, but they, uh, they who are you going to call? And they didn't say Ghostbusters, but the kids say somebody else. And I am completely spacing who it was, but God, <sighs> it was funny. Know. I think yeah. it was He-Man, if I remember right. Um, but they were just like, He-Man, He-Man. And that was, that was great. I mean, it, it literally kept on the same formula of like, let's go scary. And, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. No, we're going to throw comedy right in your face because what are we? We're, we're a very comedic movie and we want you to enjoy and laugh as well. It's yeah. such a balance that they kept again that I can't appreciate any more than ever again. It's just, yeah, we need more of these. <laughs> Still keep saying that, but yes, I, yeah. I was thrilled right from the beginning. And then obviously you get to see them kind of change tactics because now like Vankman's working again and he's not a ghostbuster anymore and he's kind of moved on and gotten over it but the guys are still kind of hanging on to that thread of like no yeah. we you know the, the the city's you know you know gonna get attacked again and they you know have all this <laughs> data and stuff to go off of and um, yeah and they're really fighting to get it yeah it's a it's yeah i i enjoyed that the fact that they were still trying to get you know peter's come back and mm. and stuff and then you know the 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 way that they get him back is basically mentioning Dana. Like uh-huh. that's just a typical fucking Venkman fucking move, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah. We need your help. Oh, nah. Dana. Oh well. So uh, I'll see you there in two minutes. Then I'm already right. outside of her apartment. Um, yeah. I've been stalking her for weeks. I already know what's going on. Um, <laughs> that's kind of the vibe I get from him. But yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's a uh, it it kept the comedy aspects of the first film really good um and it did i did enjoy the fact that they brought back dana for the second one mm-hmm. although I, is it ever explained why she's targeted so much like is she like just a special person because i was talking to andy about this like this poor woman opens her fridge and gets met with a, a demigod and then she has a baby uh, and now some evil fucking dudes like that baby is the perfect baby for me to possess I don't care that you've you've had you know a demigod inside of you before. Like obviously right. you've this baby is the one that I need. Like poor Dana. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Like they, what did she do in a past life? That is a good point. No, they never they never did. And maybe there there were plans to do that or something. And maybe we'll see something about an answer on that in the afterlife. Maybe she was some sort of a conduit or something that was never fully explained. I would love that if they pulled some lore and and did something like like that when afterlife comes out. Uh, we'll we'll speculate on afterlife in a little yeah. bit, but no, they never did. Hey, you're right; they never made a point to say, "Hey, you know what the hell? Why are you always getting attacked? Like, it yeah. doesn't make sense." You know, you or your family member, or somebody or another, you're always going through some terrifying experience that yeah. you know, every few years, yeah, so, ghosts exist, and they've all got it out for this one person, <laughs> right? One person, and, all, you know, six million people in New York City, and it's yeah. her. <laughs> They're all lining up outside the afterlife, like, "Give me my right. turn." give me right. my turn <laughs> no shit that's definitely what it feels like uh she's she's got it pretty rough she uh, does but uh, Sigoni it... Riva does a really good job with her as well she's just a fantastic yep. character and I feel yep. like her character as well really takes uh well she does really well with the script like taking uh, Venkman on and and kind of ignoring his stupid little jibes or flirtations yeah. and stuff she's really good at like volleying them back to him or rallying them back to him like you just shut the fuck up like yeah. sick of hearing you right now <laughs> like but still keeping the the kind of like 
tension, the romantic tension between them. Like even 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 though he's a sleaze, she's still kind of like, you're a sleaze, but I like you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he's he's a sleaze on the outside, but you can definitely tell he's he's a good guy. He's he's yeah. not like a jerk or he he wouldn't do anything to ever, you know, harm anybody or or no. her or anything. I mean, he he sticks his neck out quite a few times in this movie, you know, with the, with the baby, and it's not even his baby, you know, it's like um kind of feels like his as the movie goes when you see um he wants to take care of him, he's trying to play with the baby and you know uh watches the baby you know for a little bit with him and th- those those parts are pretty funny i liked you know when he's trying to change the diaper or whatever and he's like you know eating his nose and stuff <laughs> like that you know and he's like yeah. oh my god he's got me and stuff it, w- it was nice <laughs> to see that because in in a way i do kind of think you know you bringing up how sleazy he was in the first movie was definitely i think intentional 100 percent um but I think they kind of tried to go a little more. No, he's not that. I mean, he really does have a thing for this girl and, you know, he's, he's wanting to settle down and, Oh, look at him. He's actually, you know, becoming a father figure. And, you know, he's, he's got all of these, you know, positive things that weren't as bad. Um, but yeah. definitely were in the first movie. Cause in the first movie, he was just, you know, he all out for just himself and only himself really. Yeah. Uh, Which it just shows a really fantastic character growth and, you know, continuation of his character arc from one film to the next it's great because it shows that you know time has passed and you know things for him has changed and his mentality has changed a little bit he's still a little bit sleazy but you know he's starting to mature a little bit on the inside and I I think that's that's good growth to include in a sequel so I think they did that really well yeah yeah they definitely did and he uh he he was much more in the, the comedy field in this one than he was uh, the kind of out for himself sleazy type of guy you know especially the two of them like he joked with her a lot more in this one it was just like yeah. more teasing and flirty stuff it wasn't like over the line really yeah um i think uh i think they definitely did want his character to grow in a in a certain direction you could see it a little bit in this we, we never got a third movie to really see what could have happened with them but um, yeah maybe we will in in some afterlife stuff but um <clears throat> when it gets to the Vigo the Carpathian, right? This creepy ass guy yeah. is, uh, he sticks in my brain, man. Like he's, you know, he's been in there for a long time. You had already mentioned that, you know, th- this dude's scary as shit as a human and they gave him a good backstory. They didn't really do that a whole lot in the first movie with, you know, Zool and Gozer and all these things. There was just like a quick scene where they talk about him in the library where they've looked up all the information on him. But in this movie, they find a lot of information about Vigo and talking about how he was like disemboweled and beheaded and everything. And (laughs) even with his head cut off, his final words were, you know, like, uh, you know, there is no life, but one to end or something like that. It was like some crazy quote where it's like, basically I'm coming back bitches and you're all going down. And they were, they were all kind of genuinely creeped out. Like, Holy hell, like that's really fucking creepy. But there's kind of an extra part of horror in the movie, which probably doesn't get talked about a lot. And that's this pink slime, right? You mentioned the pink slime and the river of slime. And they blend comedy in with that as well. But before we get to the slime, like you mentioned, like Vigo, he's, fuck this guy. Like he's super creepy, right? Yeah, he is. (laughs) Great acting performance too man like you would believe it like if i met that guy after i saw this movie i would not want to say a word to it i'd be like nope. nah no we ain't talking Mm-mm. no nope. if i met that guy in a back alley 
<laughs> I'd be like, all right, time for death. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. been a good life. <laughs> See you on the other side. No shit. Yeah. No shit. And the creepy eyes following you and those, those, that whole setup was like, oh my God, like, you know, cause Dana, for the listeners haven't maybe uh, that are still listening out there that haven't gone and jumped over to watch the movie. Like she is restoring paintings, you know, for a museum and she's like going around the eyes and like kind of cleaning the painting up and she pulls her stuff away and looks away and you see this like painting, like face changes, eyes look over at her and then they cut away when she comes back, you know, like go right back to where they were or like she walks by it and it like gets a little smirk on its face and then yeah. that goes away and shit. That's creepy, man. Like that's really creepy. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Just, you, yeah. The way his face would change and then she'd look at him and he'd go back. So just being like, yeah, just yeah. Still like... face painting. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that that got me. And, and you know, like I said, still gives me the creeps with actual portraits today. Yeah, he's just a really creepy character. And, you know, he was written really well. Like some of the shit he says is really fucking creepy. Like you mm -hmm. were saying, like that that quote that he was saying, like I looked up some of his quotes and just to to throw some in there because they're really good. So mm -hmm. his his final quote is death is but a doorway. Time is but a window. A window. I'll be back. Like, yeah. That if someone said that to me on their deathbed, I'd be like, okay, I've got to, I've got to leave this realm and never yeah. return because he's coming for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then like yeah. his other one is like, uh, on a mountain of skulls in the castle of pain, I sat on a throne of blood. What was, will be, what is, will be no more. Now is the season of evil. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I do want to know how he sat on the throne of blood. That's interesting. But, you know, yeah, extremely menacing and uh, definitely, you know, up there in creepiness. <laughs> oh, yeah, way up there for sure, right? Yeah. And, you know, the 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 ooze or the slime or, you know, I think river of slime is actually what they call it, um, has like a, like, uh, what do I want to say? I don't know if I want to say like a paranormal effect or like it actually can make you evil. Like it makes you angry yeah. in the movie, right? If it, they fall into the thing after they find it underground and they, uh, as Ray and Winston both fall into the, and they want to kill each other after they get out of there. Like they finally get out and they're just pissed off and they're calling each other names and they're like there's a there's a little bit more anger coming out of them and then they're they real quickly like they they switch out and they're like whoa, whoa, whoa get, get your clothes off get get it you know like take everything and they took yeah. everything off and then like it, if they felt normal again they're like oh my god man i wanted to kill you like and he's like yeah me too he's like it, it's a slime man it's it, you know there's something going on with it and then yeah. they start doing those experiments you know with the slime which was a really fun moment yeah. in the movie right that was yeah. a cool one with the toaster and <laughs> yeah making it dance and then yelling at it and he gets really carried away and he's just yelling at it calling all the shit like, <laughs> i'll kill you you're useless you're a little useless bitch blah, 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 yeah. blah. Yep. and it's just getting really mad and angry and exploding like yeah yeah it's yeah. uh the pink slime is it uh, definitely something that creeps me out as well like because uh, as a kid, I was obsessed with baths. I still am obsessed mm. with baths, to be honest, as an adult. So, <laughs> you know, running baths became a bit of a nightmare too, because then I was yeah. like, I was like, oh no, what if the slime comes out and I'm in the bath and, you know, uh -huh. I, I get taken up by the slime or it infects me and it makes me want to murder my family for whatever reason. Like, yeah. Right. It's yeah, because there is that good bathtub scene. You should talk about that. That was a good scene, actually. Yeah, Creepy it was. as hell. Yeah. <laughs> 
just because that was such a nice bathtub as well. I feel really sorry was. for Dana. She really she wanted to enjoy that bath with her baby and just take some time to chill. I I get it. I love a nice chilling bath or you know a warm <laughs> bath to chill in. Um, yeah. But you know, I don't want slime. Like it, uh-uh. no, no, I don't want this pink stuff that looks like laffy taffy right mixed with something else you know no I don't want this it's horrible and you know and the fact that it reaches for you and it and it is almost intelligent in the way that it moves yeah no I don't I don't need something that's liquid form that can get into any room and is intelligent and is coming for me to I don't know (laughs) what for like to eat my soul what what's it after like no thanks who knows yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm good that you know that was creepy so yeah 100 like everything about this movie is just ramped up extra from the first one um and i think it's a better movie for it oh yeah yeah a million percent i do too uh it, it's really good obviously i think uh, everybody should check them all out but uh just love the ghostbusters a million percent um so we got a we got about 10 minutes left in the show here, I think. And yeah. we definitely want to talk about uh Afterlife, which will be coming yes. out very shortly. I'm I will definitely see that one in theaters. Um it's been a long time since I've seen a movie in theaters. So yeah, <laughs> we, we were like a bi-weekly type of movie theater family, and we have Same. been a bi-yearly, I think now, uh movie theater yeah. family. So uh, this movie, um, real quick synopsis, uh, anybody uh, not familiar, which hopefully you guys are, uh, they're actually making, this would technically be, can be considered as the third Ghostbusters movie. This is going to go right off of Ghostbusters 2, and uh, it's called Ghostbusters Afterlife. It will be out November 19th, and a quick synopsis is uh, a single mother and her two children move to a new town. Uh, they soon discover that they have a connection to the original Ghostbusters and their grandfather's secret legacy. So there's a lot of uh, speculation and rumors, and they're holding all of this really close. So I'm really happy about that because I don't like to spoil that for any, you know, anybody or myself. And uh, the rumors are that the children are actually related to Egon, and um harold ramus you know passed away so in in real life so i'm hoping that they tie him in and make this like a really nice send-off because this was like one of his standout you know roles and a lot of people remember him for this movie and i i would absolutely love it if they had a way of like you know just kind of like that final kiss you know you know thank you for you know bringing us ghostbusters because he helped you know write the movies and everything so he was really really involved in in all these dan Aykroyd and harold ramus actually wrote uh the first two movies so um so dan Aykroyd's back and he's involved in this one as well so that's exciting uh what what's your hype level on this one what what are you feeling about afterlife i'm on the fence on the fence okay yeah after 2016 Okay. I, I'm dubious, but I do have a good feeling about this. Jason Reitman, Reitman, mm-hmm. how are you saying his last name? The Reitman. director yep. of this one um, has come out and said that he's completely ignoring the 2016 one. Uh, this one's got nothing to do with it. So that gives me a little bit of hope, uh, mm-hmm. or at least, you know, uh, it makes me feel a little bit better that, you know, that they're, they're going to ignore everything that happened in that one and, you know, continue and, and with the way that the, this one's been set up in the trailer with them finding the original Ghostbusters car and, 
you know, mm-hmm. all that. I feel like it's going to tie in better to what's already happened. And with um, Jason Reitman also, you know, directed Juno. And that's one of yep. my favorite films up there. And the, the, the humor in that and the comedy in that was great. And I feel like would fit quite well with the tone of the first two films, but make it more modern and not quite mm. so uh, cringy in the 80s yeah. way, let's say. Yeah. Uh, right. So, you know, I'm, I'm on the fence, but my hype level is getting is getting higher the closer we get to the film so and it's got you know some it's got kids in it that i've watched in other stuff um mm-hmm. that i know like finn wolfhard has been in a lot of horror movies he started in freaking uh, stranger things i believe yep. or you know that's where he's most known for his, i've seen him grow as an actor and he's just been fantastic and in oh, everything yeah. that i've seen him in and i actually can't wait to see you know how far he goes because he's just so fantastic uh for his age so, you know, oh, that's yeah. all right. for him to be attached to this project already says to me that it's got something to it because he everything he does seems to be really good. Um, and McKenna Grace, I've seen her in a couple of things like she's a great child actress as well. And obviously we can't not talk about Paul Rudd because. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Paul I'll Rudd. I'll take a moment of silence with Paul Rudd right here because that man is fine. And <laughs> he has no right to be that fine <laughs> because he just has not aged in like the last mm. 30 years. So um, he's part of the vampire underground cult that is Hollywood, uh, you know? So, and you know, he, he's, he's a funny guy. He, he's got great comedic timing. He's got, you know, great acting chops. He does. Yeah. Absolutely. It's all adding up here. So yeah, I mean, this movie how has a lot feeling? going for it, right? Like it, yeah. it has a lot of good going for it. And, you know, Jason Reitman is Ivan Reitman's son and Ivan Reitman did the first two movies. So yeah. he's, he's looking, you know, there at his dad going, you know what, I'm going to do you right, dad. I'm going to, we're, <laughs> we're going to do this good. Um, you know what? I, I might be too hyped for it. Um, I, I'm not on the fence at all. I think this is going to nail what Ghostbusters fans have been looking for, for such a long time. And I think they're doing it right. I, you know, they're, they're bringing in a younger cast. They're bringing in new people um, for something that has potential to grow. Uh, we all know that movies are going into these universal type of, and what I mean by universals, like they're, they're building a universe in so many new movie franchises that come out, you know, they start one and then they go, you know what, we can make a bunch of these, or we could spin these off and do these, you know, like Marvel has kind of, you know, cornered and uh, how they're doing these, but before I before I keep talking here, I wanted to talk um, about the review. Okay, so IGN has actually seen this movie, and I want to read what they say. They they give it a nine out of ten. Okay, so that right there helps me a lot. Um, the rating they give it is amazing, and they say this: a delightful, lovely movie that will satisfy those who grew up with Ramus, Hudson, Murray, and Aykroyd. Ghostbusters af- Afterlife will make youngsters fall just as in love with the new generation. Hmm. So that's pretty solid words from, I, I trust IGN. I, I do kind of agree with a lot of their movie reviews. Um, sometimes I'm a little lower than theirs, but that's just the difference in anybody. Yeah. However, this movie I'm just pumped for. I hope I'm not too hyped for it. Um, and I don't think I am because it just seems like they're doing what they need to do to fresh start, but do that thing that I was mentioning earlier, just tie the universes together. They don't have to be 
direct sequels. And clearly, I don't think this one is because we're talking about a Ghostbuster that's a grandfather now. So a Ghostbuster has went off and had a family and, you know, had other kids and they've had kids and we're talking decades have gone by here. So yeah. it's it's been 30 years. There's no reason why we wouldn't have, you know, a 30 year old mother with, you know, 10, 12 year olds or whatever, you know, <laughs> that sort of deal. Right. Or, or, you know, even older, they could be older, who knows. But I'm like really pumped for this from the moment that they showed the very first trailer where the car cover blew up on the Ecto one. It just kind of blew a little bit up and you saw Ecto one on the back or, you know, on the, on the, on the bumper. Yeah. I was like, all oh, hell yes. And it was the right <laughs> car and everything looked right because the 2016 movie made it a different car and everything. Like they just changed too many things. Um, so yeah, the fact that that's going on and the full trailer that's been released. I mean, it's got the, the perfect amount of things. My wife is, is geeking out over the little marshmallow men that are, that are all over the internet right now. And there's, <laughs> You got all the Stay Puff stuff being thrown in there with many Stay Puff Marshmallow guys. Which is <laughs> I think that's great. Super cute. Kind of falls into that uh, that baby Yoda field, I think, for some of them fans out there. Yeah. But the story is the biggest thing that has me going because it seems like they're taking the story seriously. And I think we're still going to get that comedy in there because like you mentioned with Paul Rudd, it... Uh, I don't think it's going to miss. I think the comedy's going to no. hit. The guy is just too good at it. Yeah. And it's his forte. You know, I, I don't think I've seen him in a serious movie, but I still feel like even if I have seen him in serious movies, he's probably still got really good comic, comedic timing, yeah. like you said, in them. He's just um, a naturally funny person. I don't think there's yes. anything that he can do that just isn't naturally charming or funny. So right. yeah, even in serious movies, he brings levity. So he's just a great actor. I, I love everything that he's in. And, you know, in a way it's, it's almost like, I don't know if I want to say like serendipitous or whatever, but like Paul Rudd is like our generation's Bill Murray. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, he can do it all and he does it great and bill murray was well well known for all his comedy that he did you know saturday night live and everything else so to see paul rudd do this like gives me so much more confidence in the movie uh, because i don't think he would do it if it wasn't something that was you know worth supporting and being behind yeah i don't think he just grabs every role and just goes oh yeah sure i'll do that I think he takes them serious and has a good time with them and i don't think he would take one if it wasn't going to be fun and, and worth you know yeah his name on it yeah exactly i feel like he's definitely got the the power to be able to veto any you know bad films that get sent to him and be like yeah, i don't want to be attached to this project so you know yeah. It, yeah it gives me hope for for the next one that you know he's he's decided to be attached to it so it, the script has got to have something in there that he he sees good in so yeah, yeah. Well, what I would love to do if it works out uh, is we both see this movie and then we come back and do another movie reel about it. And then Hell yeah. We can reference this one and tack it together, right? And yep. you know, one, one, two big, you know, two hours of talking <laughs> about of talking about Ghostbusters, right? Hell yes. Yep, absolutely. I'm, I'm down. I'm absolutely. Yeah, hell yeah. That's what I was going <laughs> to say. I'm down for that. That's what I was going to say too. All right. So I, I think... Uh, I think overall the franchise is, is a great franchise. Um, even, even with the 2016 one in there that is just existing, it, it probably has its audience. That's just not me. And I'm glad it exists for those people as well. But the, the other two, they, they live in my heart and my mind 
like forever. They're they're never going to go anywhere. Yeah, so I, exactly. I think overall, right? Like these are just super fun movies to sit down and watch with a family and Definitely. laugh yeah. and just have a, a blast. <laughs> yeah, they're a good introduction to horror. They're for kids. They're good, you know, comedy movies. They're just a good time. Like you can't, even if there are certain things in, you know, in the original ones that make you cringe or have a moment of like, oh, I'm not quite sure I like that joke. You still have so much else in the movie that that just brings you in like it, it's easy to forgive those little you know faux pas in the script right. but you know just being like eh, you know it's the time because you know the rest of the film is so funny and still makes you laugh today so yeah <laughs> yeah it's 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 worth it yeah they're they're up there as one of my favorite film franchises for sure yeah it's hard to write jokes that are still funny 30 years later you know what i mean yeah the world exactly changes so much so yeah, big, big points for that. Absolutely. 100%. All right. Well, that is our final thoughts on Ghostbusters and, you know, what we've, what we've enjoyed from the franchise and hopefully what we have more coming uh, seems to be good where we got on the fence and we got high hopes. So we'll see who yeah. hits, right? <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. I'm hoping for, uh, that I will be surprised i'm yes. hoping to be delighted by this new movie so that's why i'm going in with lower expectations because i don't want to be disappointed so yep. I, i'm gonna i'm gonna do my best to do that to myself as we get to the theater <laughs> i first got to keep my hopes to we can make it to a theater first and then yes. after that i'll sit down and i'll be like okay this movie is gonna be terrible 100 <laughs> <laughs> and then and you'll I'm, be like come out feeling it was the best movie of the entire world because yes. you won't have had high hopes for it exactly exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Sam, thank you again for coming on and doing this. This was a blast. You know, we fit and, three um, movies in, a four if you want to count all, you know, talking some afterlife, which we haven't yeah. seen yet. Uh, and uh, we did it. I think we did a good one. Uh, we nailed it. Yeah. Right on the head right there. That's right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, for, for myself and for Sam, uh, that is it for this episode, guys. Hopefully you'll join us for some more. We'll be back in November and have your guys a super safe and amazing Halloween weekend and be spooky, spooky, spooky. Yeah, spook on, bros. That's right. <laughs> and like we always say, stay loud, guys. <laughs> <laughs>